don't think consumers differentiate between 85 95 and 90 people only differentiate between 0 and 100 at the top there's only room for one right i believe in india 80% of celebrity usage in advertising that i see is not thought creating is easy what to create is a million dollar question You're listening to Marketing with Vani in which I speak to marketing gurus. Together we decode how marketing works in the real world to grow your business. Do you know the difference between brands that last, brands that you admire versus brands that come and go or don't make an impression on you? In today's episode, we will discuss what it takes to create an iconic brand like Coke, Pepsi, Apple, Colgate, or Kurkure. The starting secret to building a strong brand is what we call a brand book. We have three huge stalwarts explaining the what, why, and how of the brand book. Listen on to my conversation with Bobby Pawar, Chairman Havas Group, one of India's top advertising agencies, Kaushik Prasad, who was heading consumer marketing for Ford India, and Subhash Kamat, CEO, BBH, and publicist, also Chairman ASCII. We'll start with you. Remember the last discussion we had at uh, with the IIM kids, and yeah. uh, at that time we were talking about uh, whether brand consistency means monotony. Well, see, but a lot of times people sort of mistake consistency in the sense of oh, the logo should always be right, and then if you know uh, the format should always be the same. That's uh, the photocopy version of consistency right that especially in today's you know always on or pretty much mostly engaged kind of world that we live in that if you do that you're going to be boring right the consistency comes from a your visual grammar and your tone so um, you talked about consistency as being consistent visual grammar it must have the same tone of voice it must have the same values that the brand stands for consistently and do you think there's also merit in doing a brand book like when i was a brand manager we used to be obsessive about it and um, and then of course i spent many years at unilever and unilever can be fairly anal about it. we had a brand book for example especially on international brands like the one that we had on on dove or on lipton there was absolutely everything very very regimentally dictated in uh, you know whether it was for a print ad or even for um, any other ad i mean if he, if he, if he did a 30 second tvc and i remember again now that i'm talking to you in my early days at leo bonnet when we used to do campaigns for coke we used to write yeah. shot by shot objectives for every shot you know when we used to write the script and then the script would be handed over to uh, the client servicing team and we used to be sitting and racking our heads and uh, be writing shot by shot objectives and be debating amongst ourselves on how will the brand come alive in this shot so you know my view on brand books is this right most brand books are built to constrain right they're built to uh, you know hey this is draw uh, the borders around the brand right i think for like for any great piece of uh, a great idea great any great idea for a brand i think it needs to have attention so to me i think great brand books do 
have that tension they constrain and they liberate right and we must be mindful of designing both the uh, how it looks as well as how it speaks to that effect but would you would you agree that having a brand book greatly helps to guide creative on what the brand is about like if i had to brief creative um let's say there is a there is a new creative resource on the account and i'm struggling to explain what this brand is about um See, I, 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 i like you know what money you are dead on right right and especially now at these times when a brand is touched by multiple uh, creators right the uh, necessity of the brand book is that much greater right the thing is that a lot of people don't do it simply because they, it requires a lot of rigor and discipline to do it you know you have to make choices and choices are hard right you're absolutely a right a lot of people and marketing people uh, marketing folks are people you know they can't give up things right and that that lies the problem right now also see it has to say like i said it has to constrain and liberate so when people look at it, this thing is that they want the 10 commandments right now the 10 commandments uh, tell you what not to do but where's the inspiration in that right where's the this thing that sort of hey this is where you could go right i mean yeah i've written for 18 hours and uh, you know readlies and all. i've written those things but I mean, we were mindful right and, and i mean it's not just me you know the planners involved and all of that and we were mindful about because eventually uh, we would have to create the stuff right is that there's enough meat in that right you need the bone but you also need the meat <laughs> yes and i can tell you from personal experience including brands that i have worked on brands that are over 20 years old we didn't have a brand book and you know what the brand was about was merely passed on from planner to planner or from brand manager to brand manager or you looked at just past advertising and sort of surmised in your head what this brand is about and uh, and therefore every discussion on every creative would sometimes be very very fractious on you know is this on brand is this not on brand do we do these things do we not do these things because we just didn't have it documented anywhere there so it was every it was open to interpretation by everyone oh, absolutely you know i mean uh, i'll tell you one thing right let's just look at the oral history oral history is inaccurate because it changes with every person that tells the tale right which is why it is important to codify things right i don't call it the uh, brand bible but it's the codification of things right the codification of values the codification of the tone the codification of the visual vibe code that because then you can hold that and then the whole thing is okay as the brand evolves do you what are the tweaks you make to it right the thing is what happens is that people sometimes believe that okay i set certain things in stone uh, well where's the evolution right well the evolution uh, doesn't have to happen from the soul of the brand it's about how you interpret it in the current cultural context right the context keeps on changing therefore the soul keeps on evolving hmm. absolutely
So this bit on the current cultural context, what you just spoke about, this is often misunderstood. You know, so uh, I have worked with clients where I have pushed for the need for a creation of a brand book. And often there is hesitation on the other side where the feeling is, oh, if we were to code everything, then we are going to severely limit creative. And uh, we would make it very, very monotonous. How are we going to... uh, you know, sort of give the brand any breathing room for creativity. So the question on on the table, you know, raised by uh, several clients, I've had the situation where they'd say, oh, but wouldn't it become monotonous? How would I, uh, you know, if we were to have a brand book, if we were to lay down everything, then, uh, uh, you know, then brand consistency might uh, actually lead to a lot of monotony. So, you know, it's, uh, it depends on, how, uh, in a sense, uh, prescriptive your uh, uh, brand book is, right? Mm. Nike doesn't have a font, but they've defined what my visual language should be, right? Yes, fantastic. So then I know, okay, you know, I know when to use a cell font and when to use this thing. You know, Nike will never use Comic Sans, right? They will never use, I haven't ever seen them use script. Yeah? So it just, those are the things. But, you know, like they say, you know, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything. And like I said, brand book is not for the uh, faint of heart. It just isn't, right? And it's a, it, it means you have to give up something. And the thing is, I mean, we live in age, transient age, right? The average uh, shelf life of a CMO is what? A couple of years, uh, three years, whatever, right? Uh, Clear people the same uh, at the agency. So when the custodianship of the brand uh, changes hands, what are you losing in the process? Absolutely. You don't know what you're losing because whatever the brand was, was in that particular man or woman's head. And this person is now gone. So, yeah, with that, it's a free-for-all, absolutely. And the other bit, you know, like you were saying that a brand book isn't for the faint of heart, I often say that actually the monotony is more in our heads. It's not in consumers' minds. There are brands, there are ads which I can see over and over again, and I'm still not um, fatigued. I mean, I'm happy to see... uh, uh, including Unilever and PNG ads, which tend to be very, very uh, templated, so to speak. But it's not as though we're not entertained by those ads or that we don't know. What is the purpose of a brand book finally? It helps It helps muscle memory. At the end of the day, in this really, really cluttered world, if I'm able to, if I see an ad and I say, what a, what a lovely story, such a touching story, it made me smile or it made me cry. But he doesn't remember And then what a colossal waste of money it is for the advertiser. If the consumer response were, were just that lovely ad, but I can't remember the name of the brand. I don't know which brand was it, I can't remember. So, like you said, it's the monotony is more in uh, the minds of the guys who make the ads because it's just, uh, it's an opportunity to strut both for the creative agency as well as for uh, the clients. 
to be able to. And have you ever felt as an ad maker yourself, Bobby, that if I were to have a brand book or if I were to work on the very, very typical PNG Unilever brands, I'd be limiting the opportunity to enter big awards? It, it, see, you have to pick and choose your battles, right? Uh, maybe the 20, like PNG is now doing 20, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, and this thing. Maybe not there, right? But you can do like a big uh, engagement idea in digital, right? Again, like I said, it is what purpose are you using your brand book for? It's just a lot of people start with the wrong idea in the head is they think the brand idea, uh, brand book is there to constrain. But if you say, you know, it needs to do both. There needs to be a yin and a yang, right? This constraint liberation, well, it opens up a lot of possibilities. Now, if you take a look at Dove, right? Uh, Dove's, all over, you know, uh, traditional work is real people talking about their skin uh, issues and how Dove benefited them, right? But one of the biggest pieces of uh, thing they did was uh, the, the real Dove beauty. Yeah, the real uh, beauty campaign, right? Which happened online. And that is huge. I mean, it just ran into hundreds of millions of people across the world uh, engaged with it, right? So there's, I mean, it just, you know, and sometimes uh, you know, the, the most hard sell piece may not give you that freedom. But now what they did was take the soul of the brand, find an insight that magnified it, right? The brand had, had stood for something, right? It stood, had a purpose. And it magnified that. You're so absolutely right. Bobby talked about how a brand book must both constrain and liberate. My next guest on this episode is Kaushik Prasad. And he writes a blog called 30ML Musings. You must check it out. One of the things he writes about in that blog is called The Pursuit of the Sameness. In the next few minutes, Kaushik is going to talk about the science behind the pursuit of sameness, which we also call the brand book. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's enough there's enough literature about about distinctive brand assets, right? Which could be which could be color and and you know color, uh, logo, type, smell, you know, all of that, all those elements, right? And and all of this is really linked to to the science of how the human brain functions and how memories are formed, right? Uh, and, and quite frankly, uh, there is science which says that if you strengthen and build distinctive brand assets, it makes recognition of the brand easier. And that obviously has an, uh, has, has an impact on... Uh, purchase and and what is what is termed as mental availability right so so it, it is so the pursuit of sameness is really about strengthening the distinctive brand assets is to strengthen them is to strengthen the memory structures and minds of consumers as simple as that right how you communicate 
how you do that would change over time i i have I have, on my blog you would find an article the same the same one that you're quoting talks about coca cola which is more than what i think 120 150 years old right so and and the distinct and the and and the assets that they have developed around the brands uh, are instantly recognizable right uh, so so the so the whole effort really is about is about building that and and marketers unfortunately get bored of their own work uh, we are i mean honestly we are in the service of of the business it is not a creative pursuit if i mean if you were to creative pursuit i mean if it's a, if it were a creative pursuit i mean yeah please go and pursue art but we are in 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 service of the brand's business we are in the service of growing revenue we are in the service of we are in the service of strengthening the brand for future revenues right so so when when somebody says you know i i want to you know change i'm bored of my advertising and that that's what happens typically marketers get get bored of their own advertising right but but the science is against it the science is for repetition and keep repeating so that memory structures are formed and that aids mental availability and that aids purchase i mean as simple as that fantastic so you're saying do it not because you are bored if you want to win awards and do something creative please go you know become a creative artist for for art's sake but we want to deliver business understand that delivering consistent assets is what gets registered in people's minds and that's how they buy that's how you will grow your revenue so do it for the business next i have subhash kamat and he's given case studies from his own advertising years on how the brand book was used to inspire great creative ideas how each was consistent in essence yet reinvented for changing times listen to his fantastic stories when i from the advertising world so we know what a brand book is like and the value of that can you just talk to me a little more about that do you believe strong brands are built on strong consistent codes and what is the value of that oh absolutely uh i have grown in a school of of advertising and marketing where uh consistency is extremely important in building a brand narrative right one of the fame my my favorite examples is from bbh which i worked on as well passionately in india is 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 the keep walking case uh, or johnny walker which i think uh, was a was a camp, was a campaign that ran uh, started with by bbh uh, in london uh, ran across the world and and it perhaps ran for if i'm not mistaken 17 years or something like that or 15 years or for example uh, audi's wurstsprung duck technique which was created by bbh 34 years ago and still remains the campaign platform uh, across the world for the brand audi uh, or for the mat of that matter the axe effect which was created uh, which ran for about 17 18 18 years or something like that right so so these are all cases where you know uh, brand consistent brand codes have been thought through right uh, and and never diluted and yet it has never led to boredom because the brand the way it's constructed is so creatively fertile that uh, the brand platform is so creatively fertile that you can 
create different stories over the years and keep it refreshed so you'll never feel bored so you tell me I mean? a little more about this itself you know you're you're saying this very passionately that the brand stories are refreshed one would never feel bored have you ever felt okay. that the brand managers or that the creative team feels oh ho ab ye same same cheez the axe effect yet again we will have a man you know who will spray out of this can and there will be a whole horde of women chasing him yet again we're going to do the same thing have you ever felt this sense of oh gosh the same thing yet again it's very very interesting you bring up these examples so let me talk a bit about johnny walker and then I'll, to illustrate my point and then i'll come to axe right um Lovely. in johnny walker johnny walker the, the the strategic platform was personal progress all right the reason for that which was when it was first created as a strategy was that the rest of the scotch world were just showing uh, trappings of success in some form or the other so a typical scotch commercial in those days anywhere in the world would be a very good looking man getting into a very good looking car with a very good looking woman by his side <laughs> going into a very good looking uh, a man a mansion or a or a conference room to show power and he would then be seen with a scotch in his hand right so that's the classic uh what i call the sea of sameness that was there in the whiskey world right so every brand in the, and uh, was trying to just put some symbol of success that successful people drink this premium scotch right uh and 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 you you don't realize when your your uh, diligence of following category codes start to become category cliches wow that is a fantastic statement and that's and that's a trap i mean you worked in fmcg for a long time right uh how many hair brands have shown a graphic of a glow going from the root of the hair to the tip we used to call it the blanket hair shot correct or 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 for that matter skin care to show you know something going into the skin and arrows going into the skin Correct. or for that matter tooth uh, dental care Correct. where there are kita kitanus in the gums and that this thing <laughs> and then you know now a lot of this at one point of time were created to cre- give shortcut of messaging to the consumer yes so yeah. one person did it it was successful then another brand said hey if he is doing it even i should also do it then it became a category code that oh my god where is my product window right it became a code and without a product window boss how how am i how can you have a commercial without a product window so what happens is that after a point of time so many brands in all these categories that i mentioned it's all you know everybody does the same thing right and then what you end up is what is called the sea of sameness i often do this for many of my clients that i take uh, a lot of clips across the category brands and i take out all the logos and i just make a audio visual using clips from all their commercials and i ask my client can you discover tell me which of these are your competitors and which are yours and many cases he can't differentiate that's the sea of sameness i was referring to so coming back to my discussion on johnny walker every every scotch brand in the world was trying to show some kinds of trappings of success right including johnny walker when bbs started working on it in london and i read through that case it's available if you want i can send it to you it won the ip effectiveness award uh, for one of the best strategies and i think it's my gold standard in strategic planning uh, by nick kendall who's a good friend of mine uh, who was our global planning head at that time brilliant brilliant man 
and uh, what they did was they realized that the younger whiskey consumer let's say everybody is showing people who are 45 plus no, who are successful right but your large amount of whiskey consumption also is happening say from 25 to 40 the younger lot right the younger consumers the life value was not about success for them success was very far away for them it was about how are we progressing what's our progress in life very nice right what is my next thing that i'm going to do how am i going to overcome failure how do i reach the next level in my in my career so personal progress was a bigger value than success which perhaps their fathers would have been looking at all right so if the whole world in the sea of sameness was looking at success we said why don't we look at progress so instead of focusing on the destination let's focus on the journey and that's how we differentiate that's what that's what we mean by when the world zigs we zag right that's our philosophy of brand planning in at bbh right so so that's how personal progress now once you have personal progress as a platform and you have an incredible creative expression called keep walking it's one of those once in a lifetime expression that no other brand can ever use now it is it is so johnny walker keep walking right with the walking man as the symbol and everything and keep walking stands for personal progress now if you look at these two so what are the two constants personal progress is what i'm clearly going to be focusing on keep walking is my expression of it right now imagine the number of stories if you take a look at the johnny walker book of advertising over the last 15 years when keep walking was there you realize there are multiple aspects of personal progress that you could tell beautiful stories on and tell me something see... subhash in the agency did never did nobody have this bright idea and say keep walking ko keep running kar do ab keep jogging kar do ab keep flying kar do ya you know keep parachuting kar do you know did nobody say ab now it's time to reinvent ab keep walking bahut ho gaya ab kuch aur karte i think it happened as long it as it was resonating and relevant to the consumer then you protect it if 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 it is no longer meaning anything to the consumer and i'll come to an example again soon after this if it's no longer important for the consumer then you change it hmm right so i think keep walking lasted for But an amazing number of years but that's the intellectual debate now what is important to the consumer is finally a question of which is the strongest more convincing voice in the room i'm saying one could have always changed from keep walking to you know how about keep running or keep moving or keep uh, keep doing or keep dreaming or but you didn't maybe that maybe that was considered i don't know i wasn't part in the in the conference room i wish i was a fly in the room listening to that conversation but even so i would from an expression perspective keep walking and for your brand name johnny walker i wouldn't change the word walking at all i would add <clears throat> many different see keep walking is not physical walking keep walking in life is life about is about moving ahead and that's what personal progress is so one of the best uh, most beautiful commercials i remember there were a lot of symbolic ones like fish i don't know whether you've seen that commercial brilliant about how human beings evolved from a fish how did it become a man <laughs> all right it's a amazing commercial right uh, oh everything under the sun but my favorite keep walking commercial is one that they did for robert with roberto baggio the footballer who they show him actually he he became the shame of a nation when he missed a penalty kick in a world cup right in a very critical match for italy and uh, that lost them the cup right and he was ridiculed in his entire country right and he was a brilliant footballer 
the next World Cup, he again got the penalty and he scored. And he won it for the country. And that story is keep walking. So keep walking is not only about success. It's about even if you fall down, how do you get up and continue? Uh, so these kind of emotional values work brilliantly with the consumer. And as long as it is resonating with the consumer, you don't need to change that. You just need to find newer stories to tell. I hope you liked my show. And if you did, please do consider subscribing. I also have a YouTube channel by the same name, Marketing by Vani. Please do check that out too. Thank you. <laughs> How badly could you screw up one line? <laughs> okay. So I did screw up. My YouTube channel is called Marketing with Vani, the same name as this podcast. 